Gary. Chad or, or Derek. What do you want me to call you? Chad or Derek? How, how do you want to do this? Um, you could call me Chad or Derek. All right. Well, let's go with your real name. We'll, we'll go with Derek. We'll, 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 we'll approach this properly. How are you today, Derek? Good, man. Good. How you doing? I'm doing well. So just so you know, there's two of us on the line. There's myself, uh, Gary, and then there is uh, Alan Martin. Alan, say hello to Derek. How you doing, Derek? Good, Alan. How are you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Now, Derek, I want to thank you. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for uh, getting back to me on Twitter today, and I've been kind of following online uh, this whole thing that's been unfolding. Right. I, do I have this correct? You want to sell your WWE contract. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Some aspects. Right now, I'm uh, just making sure all my ducks are in line. Right. Just taking the time to make sure there's no legal issues I'm breaking or anything. So. Well, that that's what I'm on doing that later on down the road, but just making sure there's no loose ends, pretty much. Well, that's what I would be curious about, Derek. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, you know. I'm just I'm just a regular guy looking over this thing, and I you know I'm just wondering how that would even be legal that you could do. I mean, believe me, I think it's a hell of an idea because I know you've got some stuff that you've been wanting to share, and you you have said that you said it in Twitter that this contract. Is uh, is better than a tell-all book because you said that the contract right. exposes uh, what WWE does. And it, could you get into that a little bit? I mean, what did you mean by that? Well, I mean, I'll get into that later. But right now, what I want to let you know is sure. What is working out for my benefit right now is that I'm interning at a law firm, so I have multiple lawyers actually going over it as I'm speaking with you. Okay, and everything, just making sure everything's how to approach the situation, how to handle it, and whatnot. But overall, when the whole ex- exploding the wrestlers thing, I mean, there's it just goes so deep with how um, the company itself treats the wrestlers mm-hmm. and the talent. Because, you know, we, the talent, we put asses in seats. Right. Don't get me wrong. And this is a multi-billion dollar company, and the talent is risking their lives for millions upon millions of fans for pennies. Pennies? Yeah. Wow. Might as well be pennies. <laughs> wow. Are, well, let's let's try to bring it to, to the real world here. I mean, are you comparing it to, like, let's say, like, working at McDonald's, better or worse? Uh, how could you um, compare it in that aspect? I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I'm not obligated right now to give, like, a, a number of what the salary is. That's, that's okay. In the contract and everything later on down the road. Yeah. But it is, um, it's dirty. It really is. It's, it's not very well. Not good. I mean, right now I'm actually making more than I did when I was in the WWE. Wow. Now, I mean, but when when you got this contract, I mean, obviously you had to read through it. I mean, were there red flags when you were signing, or is it more, hey, man, this is this is my contract. This is great. I got to get in here. Even if it's bad now, it'll get better. I mean, what was your mindset reading over right. the contract initially? My mindset was, well, they kind of made it out to be a they painted a sky blue picture for me. Okay, pretty much is what they did. And once I got down there, once I got to Tampa, Florida, it wasn't that whatsoever. And where? And, and you said when you got down to Tampa, where, where, where were you from before? Where are you from? I'm from Medina, Ohio. Okay. Cleveland area. Right. So how did they find out about you? You know, how how did they approach you to to come and join them? Well, I've been I've been an amateur wrestler since I was five years old. Right. Got into wrestling. Been doing that all my life. And it was actually at, uh, I wrestled for Notre Dame College, mm-hmm. and it was at Nationals. 
because I, uh, I won a national title in 2010, and that was a runner-up in 2011. Right. Literally three weeks later after nationals, I get this random phone call from this random number that I had no idea who it was. And lo and behold, it was Jerry Briscoe asking if I'd like to try out for WWE. And I was like, for real? Jerry <laughs> Briscoe? For real, come on. It was my dad set you up to call me or something? Right. What's going on? And he said, no, this is Jerry Briscoe. Um, we've been scouting you, and we're wondering if you're interested in WWE. So I was all for it. I jumped on board, took the opportunity, went down to Tampa, Florida on their dollar, tried out. And then um, a couple months down the road, I got a phone call. They offered me a contract. Wow. So they just basically they call you up, and then they say, hey, we're going to send you over a contract, check it out, and send it back. I mean, is that how it works? They just call you and say, hey, we're going to send it over? I mean, it's not that easy. There's pro- there's a process you have to go through before you even get the initial contract. Oh, okay. What what is that yeah, process? How does that work? Can you talk physical, about that? Physical, drug tests, um, social security card, ID, photocopy of this, photocopy of that. Oh, hey, what's this? What's that? Like they want to know everything, pretty much. Background check. Got to send that all in before we even get the contract. Wow. So now when you get down there, when you get to Tampa, you said they, they painted the sky blue picture. It didn't turn out to be that. Now, when you got down there initially, was it, was it kind of good and then it got bad? Or when you got down there, it was bad right away? I mean, how did that work out when you got down there? Oh, when I got down there, I was I was the, treated like the black sheep when I got down there. Honestly, really? it was not what I expected. And I did not get treated the way I was treated for my tryout. They treated me like gold at my tryout. They kicked me to the curb right when I got down there. And I feel like because it's they kind of looked at me as I got a golden ticket into the company because there's people I know that have been in the independent circuit have been wrestling all their lives. I understand that. Right. And I just got a random phone call out of the clear blue and got offered a contract. Right. Now, who, who did you deal with when you got down there? Who was the one, let's say, treating you like the black sheep? Is it a kind of a combination of people? Is it a certain guy? I mean, it's kind of like I always, because a couple of people I was, uh, I was okay with, like Damian Sando, he's a real cool guy. Mm-hmm. but a couple people did take me under their wing and they were telling me the rules and they say play the game that it's it's all a chess game there's a lot of politics involved in the WWE right and if you're going to get anywhere you got to play the game and you got to beat the game pretty much if you want to make it to the big show wow and how did how did I, I guess you didn't fare too well with the game I mean how did you know what what kind of game did you have to play I mean you know when they say you got to play the game right is it just how you approach people how you're talking to people what is that all about I mean I think it's more so whose ass you kiss okay now whose ass would you, whose ass would you say you have to kiss the most down there in Tampa who is that person um the trainers right definitely the trainers and and who and who the other talent that's been there for a while that's getting ready to get called up and who, but uh, I didn't know that when I went in there. I did. I had there was no orientation for me. They didn't tell me how things were going to be run. Mm-hmm. So I went in there blind, pretty much. So they because I'm so used to the amateur wrestling background and the working hard and getting what you put into it. Right. The, the harder you work, the more rewarding it's going to be in the long run. And I was busting my ass constantly. I actually passed up a lot of guys who have been doing this for years. And then out of nowhere, just, hey, good luck with your future endeavors, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm used to. So pretty much going into that company, they probably knew they were going to release me. They were going to use me. They were going to job me out and then see you later. Now, but, what, 
Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, now, when they when when they release you, how does that work? Do they call you up? Do they pu- pull you into an office? How do how do they fire you? How does that work? They are. They just call you. They just call a you on the that, phone. A guy calls you. He calls you from corporate office. He's in charge of talent relations. Uh huh. Um, mind you, the guy who did fire me has no wrestling, professional wrestling background at all. He was actually a professional sand volleyball player. He played sand volleyball in college, I guess. Who, now, who are you talking about? Is that Laurenitis? Who is that? No, no, not Laurenitis. Laurenitis is the one who uh, actually hired me. He's the one who uh, went through. I went through Laurenitis, but then Laurenitis went on leave because he got hurt. He uh-huh. had shoulder surgery. Right. Um, I'm Actually, I can't really say who uh, who did it right now. Oh, okay. All right. So so basically, there's no face-to-face. They just give you a phone call. Hey, man, we're dropping you. Is that pretty much how it goes? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, hey, because the whole time I was down there, we were actually, I was doing a tag team gimmick at the time with my tag team partner, Chase Donovan. Right. His, his real name's Drew Donaldson. Mm-hmm. And also our manager was Nick Rogers, a.k.a. Austin Spencer. He's from Canada, and Drew, he's down in Tampa still right now. But um, we were working every live event. Right. We had a great ratings. Fans loved us. We turned in so many different pitches constantly. I dyed my hair blonde, mm-hmm. looked like an idiot. And so from that point on, just doing everything we could to get on, on, on the road. Right. To get on Monday Night Raw, to get on SmackDown, get on Saturday Morning Slam, anything. And they were feeding us a line of bullshit the whole time we were down there. Like Bill DeMott, um, oh, I'm sorry to drop his name, but yeah. Bill DeMott, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. Um, Dusty Rhodes, who uh, is actually in charge of creative at NXT, they loved everything we did. Well, they told us that. They're like, yeah, you guys are on your way to the top. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. The Bombers, because we were called the Bombers, and then we changed our name initially to the Blasters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Blasters are on their way to the top, blah, 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 blah. And then out of nowhere, hey, good luck with your future endeavors. So it was very, very misleading. Wow. Now you, you brought up Bill DeMott. I, I know with some people, he's got kind of a reputation, a uh, very tough training style, very stiff. I mean, is this, uh, does that fit what you saw down there? Yeah, it does. I mean, if you messed up on a spot, Bill DeMott would break a yardstick over your back. What? Yeah. Wow. So how many? Literally, Bill DeMott was a bully, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Oh wow, man! So, and it, is is Bill Demont the guy that you worked with mainly as far as training? Is he the the main guy there? Yes, Bill Demont. I actually thought was a huge advocate of mine. Okay, I always went to him for help. But then once I got released, I tried talking to him. Actually, I mm. asked him, "Can I have an exit interview, please? I would like to know why I got released from this company and what I have to do to get back into the business." And he gave some corporate answer. I'm sorry, I don't do exit interviews. I have no idea what they are. It's like, in your profession, you have no idea what an exit interview is. Get real. (laughs) So it was a real corporate answer, pretty much, and they did not, They to this day, I still have no idea why I was released, and along with my tag team partner and our manager, there's no idea. It's still questionable. You know, I, I've I've been I've been interviewing guys now for for seven years, and one of the things that is very consistent with what you're saying is the fact that they don't really give you a definitive reason why. It's usually you know we're releasing you, and then there's you don't know why, you don't know you know you're not given any sort of an explanation. You're kind of just thrown off to the side, and 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 you're done. Yeah, right. And you know, I I actually. 
sacrificed a lot of time prior to going down there. I, on my dollar, I flew up to Calgary, Canada, and trained with the Hart family. Mm-hmm. Bruce, Teddy, Smith, worked out with them for about two months and flew back and get in preparation for my physical in Pittsburgh and get ready to move down to Tampa. I quit school because, you know, an opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity like that, I had to jump on board that because school wasn't going anywhere. I could always go back to school, I figured. Right. But it really did put a huge roadblock in my life when they decided to release me. Yeah, and they and the way that they do it, I mean, I, I think that at the very least, you know, no matter what the circumstances, they should at least give you a, a reason. But I, I don't know that a whole lot of employers do that to begin with, and I think it's very unfortunate personally. But It's very unfortunate, and this is how I feel. I feel there should be a professional wrestler's union. Okay, yeah, a lot of people have but, said that. But the thing is, the little people, the talent, they're not going to speak up because there's always going to be someone else that will do it for cheaper. Right. Like someone needs to be heard and voice their opinion with this matter. But do you think obviously they don't want to get fired? You think there's anybody that that's there that can that can be that person or I mean is there anybody that's there that's strong enough to do that? Um I'm going to say no because the only people that will voice their opinion are those that are getting treated unfairly. Right. Cuz you got the people making millions of dollars who aren't about to step on corporate's toes because they're getting the checks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're not trying to burn any bridges. Right. Now, so, so you work with Bill DeMott. Is there anybody else there that uh, really, you know, rubbed you the wrong way? Treated um, you bad? I mean, I had, I had my, t- my moments with Joey Mercury, but that's just his personality, I feel like. Because once when I got in there, I was... You know, I understand I'm green when I got in there. I was green as green, and oh, I'm the new guy. Oh, have the new guy mop the floors. Have the new guy clean the toilets and all this. I put my time in, but for the amount of experience I had in professional wrestling, because my first time ever in a dub, in a ring, in a professional wrestling ring, was a WWE ring. Right. The only promotion I ever, ever worked for was WWE. And for going in there green... For them to just release me in eight months, and two of those eight months, I had surgery on my knee. I was out, so they didn't give me much of a chance, and I know my potential. I know the work I can put in and what I'm capable of doing, right. but they weren't willing to give me the push. Yeah, that's... I, I, I just think that if they're, if they're going to drop somebody, they should at least, you know, tell you why. I mean, hey, look, you don't have the look or you're not doing this right or you're not doing that right. I just think for them to just drop somebody, I think that's wrong. Right. You it know? is wrong. And they, they, it was just misleading. You know, they fed me this whole line of bullshit the whole time I was there. Like, yeah, you're, you're doing great. You're going to have a bright future in this business. It kind of makes me laugh. It's like, yeah, bright future somewhere else. Right. Now you had a, you had another tweet uh, on the tenth of June. You were talking about, uh, I guess, some trainer. You said WWE pulled a a Pearl Harbor on them. You said that the, a Rob McIntyre who trained at Hard Knock South would back you up on this. What were you talking about in that tweet? What was the meaning of that tweet? Yeah, um, Rob McIntyre. He's the, he trains all the WWE guys. He's uh, John Cena's personal trainer at his gym at Hard Knock South. Right. And uh, when Bill DeMott was there, we actually had 30 guys on the injured list. Mm-hmm. So there were 30 guys on the injured list. And, of course, they're going to figure out what's going on. 
every I guess that corporate blamed it on Rob McIntyre for the injuries, but uh-huh. in all actuality, it was Bill Demott who injured all the wrestlers because of high his high intense level of training. Right. So, but, but I mean, was, you were talking about like you know uh, knocking these guys with sticks and stuff. I mean, is that is that uh, is that is that just the start of it? Is there is there more to that? I mean, is that, does he have other kind of tactics that he you know uses? I mean, his tactics are out there. He's, you, he always says pretty much. I don't know what Bill Demont is trying to do. He mm-hmm. says he's here to create the future for tomorrow, future stars, tomorrow stars, and whatnot. I don't see it. Right. I feel like he's only there to market his damn book. Okay. Yeah, he did put, he did put out a book. book. Yeah, I know. He, all, he, all he's there is to market his book and tell stories about the amount of drugs he took back in the day. Right. Do you think, do you think there's a value for him there? Maybe he just needs to change his attitude, or do you think he, not, you think he doesn't belong there at all? I don't think he belongs there at all. Okay. I mean, if we're going to have our head trainer training the future superstars, they they got to have a good head on their shoulders. Not Man. someone that's talking about doing lines in the bathroom after a show. So so he he would he would be doing lines after the show? I mean, he was telling stories about that, but Oh, okay. That's some of the stories he was he was telling at practice and whatnot. Oh, st- stories of back in the day. We're not talking about right yeah. now. Okay. No, I, I just recently. want to clarify not, that. Yeah. As far as I know, I think he's clean right now, but just okay. talking, he's reminiscing pretty much on what he can remember anyways. Right, right. Well, I mean, I guess I guess the wellness policy would probably catch that if there was an issue. Right. Absolutely. Is, is they that, do random drug tests every, I was drug tested at least every two weeks. So is that is that policy there? Is that is that a pretty legit thing? There's no real, no real BS going on with that? Is that legitimate? That yeah. Test? There's there's no way around that wellness policy. Not even for you know some of the bigger stars, you know, in your opinion. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they care who you are or what you do or how much income you're making the business. Right. I'm pretty sure they're pretty strict on that wellness policy. I know it's kind of it gets you thinking by some of the talent that is there on top right now. Right. But from my experience, there's no way around it. Well, do you think that there's any chance that maybe the testing that you guys get is different from what they get, or do you think it's pretty standard all the way around? I mean, there's a possibility because NXT, we're developmental talent. We're trained to be the future stars of WWE. Maybe they are a little more strict on us and... It's kind of, it could be one of those situations where it's like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Okay. Whereas if you make a large substantial amount of money, maybe they would do something about it and test you just for street drugs or something. Yeah. But we, we don't know any of this to be fact. We're just, you know, kind of speculating at this point, but, uh, right. so now, you know, with this whole experience, you know, going down there, you know, it's obviously a bad experience. They kind of just dumped you without any real good explanation. I mean, I mean, I don't regret it. Don't get me wrong. I don't regret my experience. I'm just a little salty the way I was railroaded, you know. I sure. was wor- working my butt off. I worked every live event. I met a lot of cool people, you know, but I just feel like I was did wrong, and I should still be in the company. Does Does this in any way deter you from wanting to wrestle in the future? I mean, are you pretty much done, or, or do you hope to pursue 
uh, wrestling in some sort of avenue in the future. Yeah, actually, uh, my tag partner, uh, Drew Donaldson, and I, we're, st- we're in cahoots right now. We're uh, actually talking with a few promotions in Japan, AAA Mexico. Um, so right now we're in the works of still working. Okay, have great. You ever about, uh, have you ever thought about trying to maybe, you know, uh, you know ROH or TNA? Um, it's a it's a possibility because uh, my buddy, my uh, partner Drew, he knows Mike Bennett real well, so we have connections to Ring of Honor through there. But it's just one of those things where, because WWE, they're always bringing in new talent constantly. They're always filtering out the old in with the new. Every three months, they always have fires and just there's no job security. And what this world everyone's looking for is stability. Right. Stability and job security is very important. And if they're not going to at least take care of the talent, they need to do something about that. They need to take care of you more. Yeah. Now, now also though, I mean, if they, let's say, and I don't think this would ever happen because I don't think they would admit to their faults, but if they said, Hey, look, we really screwed up here. We'd, we'd like to, we'd like to bring you back in. Would, would you trust them at that point? Or would you kind of just say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pass. I'll let them know. I'm going to have to hold off on that offer until I get my degree. Yeah, get that. Because the biggest mistake I've made so far in my life was taking that opportunity without having my degree. Yeah. Because once I got that phone call, it's like, wow, what am I going to do now? Changes everything, school. doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> now, how how long have you uh, how long have you been a fan of WWE? I know you did some amateur wrestling, but I mean, as far as like WWE and stuff like that, how long have you been watching it? Um, I actually. Uh, I was watching it. I was really into it big time when I was younger, and then I stopped watching it when I was about in the seventh grade. But then once I got the phone call, I picked back up on it where I left off. Like started watching again, studying the moves. So I kind of got out of it a little bit as I grew up. Yeah. Who were some of the guys that uh, that you had liked at the time you were watching? Who were some of your favorites? Um, the Generation X, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley. He's a great guy too. But um. The Rock, Edge, Christian. Yeah. So, you, so, you, yeah, so your guys. time, your time was in the Attitude Era. Wow, you're young. How old yeah. are you, man? I'm 24. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm 30, and I I feel old every day that I'm in uh, at 30. So you're you're 24. So you're because when I when I grew up, I was watching you know like the early or the late 80s, early 90s. I was more you know in high school when when the Attitude Era was around. So wow, I mean that's. Right. Man, twenty four. You got saying. your whole. I had a you lot got of potential. You got your whole life ahead of you, man. Right. That's why I felt railroaded. Like they could have used me if they tried. What about but TNA? You know, I mean, uh, TNA calls. I mean, is that is that an, is that of interest to you? Yeah, definitely. I would, I would hop on board right away. But yeah, after I get my degree, yeah, I still plan on doing professional wrestling. I'm just right now. Got to get that degree first. I have three more classes, and I'll have a degree in criminal justice with an emphasis of political science. Wow. I mean, hell, why not just uh, go that route completely and say to hell with wrestling? It's probably a lot more money than that. I mean, there is, but I have, um, throughout the time I was wrestling, I have gotten actually really, really, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I've learned a lot, and I can work really, really well. Right. Do you feel so it's it? one of those things where I want to continue to see where it can end up. There's a there's a lot more you know in your future. That's that's the way. You yeah, feel. I have a lot more in my gas tank. Who's somebody that you think uh, you know 
if you were to work with them, that would be a big money feud. Who's somebody that you really want to work with? Um, probably Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Man, what a yeah. talent, man. Well, yeah, I know. What a talent. There's a good storyline behind that. Because actually, his head coach at Kent State, he was an amateur wrestler at Kent State. Right. Is Was my head coach at Notre Dame. Okay. So you guys, yeah, you and, guys uh, could probably Notre build Dame something and Kent there. State. There's bad blood between Notre Dame and Kent State. Right. You can get a whole storyline going there. It's like good rivals, good rivals. Yeah. <laughs> so I figure we can work with that. Very good, very good. So, man, I, I, I'm so glad that we got to talk to you and, and, and hear your story, man. I mean, it's just it's crazy to think that they can just uh, just kind of dump these guys and, and move on to the next. I mean, I just I I'm still blown away by that whole thing that you can just you know just let somebody go and 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 just be done with it like nothing ever happened. Right. I mean, it's it's not it's not right. That's why things there need to be changes. Things need to be done. Who's going to do that? Yeah, I mean, did you ever get any uh, interaction with uh, Triple H at all? Is, was he ever down there? Did you ever get to meet or work with him yeah. at all? I, I met Triple H. What he was he cool. like? He was good, dude? Yeah, he, he seems like a good guy, but I mean, right now, in the WWE, it's it's the type of business, they're not going to tell you what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. What they're going to do is set you up for failure, pretty much, because now what I've noticed, what they're doing, they're getting rid of all the baby faces, and everyone that's making it on the road looks like a freak show. Like, the freakier you look, pretty much the better. Right. And that's what's going to get you to the top. And it's like, wow, I'm looking at some of the guys that are getting up there. They have flabby bodies, nothing too special. So they're not look, they're not going for that pretty boy muscle look anymore. Mm-hmm. I noticed they got so a lot they, of guys with the, with the beards and stuff. They love those guys. Yeah, <laughs> they love the beards. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember, uh, uh, Derek going on the, uh, NXT website and you could like count out all the guys with the beards. There was like at least 10 of them or more. Right. I was like, wow, look at, look at all there's, these guys with the beards. It's crazy. I believe there's still, um, a bunch of people with beards right now. <laughs> Pro- probably so. Maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's a new thing. Maybe I don't, I don't know. That is, that's what, I don't know why, <laughs> what they're going for, but they never ever, they don't tell you what they want. Right. Pretty much it's on you. And when I, going into that, I thought WWE developmental, they were going to develop me. Right. But no, it wasn't the case at all. It's They're just, not going to tell you if you mess up, they're going to leave it be. Right. It's just here. Had, like when I got released, I had no warning. Right. It just happened. Yeah. So, they, so they just, I mean, basically you get in the ring, you're training, you work some, some, uh, developmental, like, you know, uh, live events and such. I mean, they just kind of just throw you in there. There's no real, uh, development. As you say, they don't say, Hey, look, let, you know, let's, let's work on this. Let, let's focus on that. There's none of that at all. I mean, there is, there is training. It is, it is very structured, mm-hmm. but I mean, don't get me wrong. I did my first, I worked my first match to my first two weeks there. Right. And I wasn't even ready there's no way. Yeah. Do you, normally, you're supposed to supposed to have at least four months of training before you work your first match. They just like threw me in there against a guy who was also very, very green. Right now, do you think uh, somebody like a Triple H, you know, the people in Connecticut, do you think that they are even aware of what's going on down in down in developmental, or, or do you think the developmental is kind of on their own island? And then when they got somebody, they call them up. I mean, how do you think that works out? Do you think they're aware of the things that are going on down there? Oh yeah, they definitely they're aware. They just they I just mean, know and they don't care, or that's just you know the way they do business. Or 
money talks to them. All they care about is money. Right. They've got that money in their pocket. They're not going to care. They're going to keep doing the way things are going. They're going to keep doing them. Did you ever? And get I know. To, uh, did you ever get to cross paths with uh, Vince McMahon or Stephanie McMahon? No, I never talked to Vince or Stephanie. Wow, did, so they never they never even visit down there, do they? Or, or maybe it's no, very they rare. They were never down in NXT. Wow. Hmm. That was NXT was pretty much Triple H's project. Yeah. No, I'm it's interesting because Stephanie McMahon is supposed to be head of creative, so I find that interesting. Yeah, I mean she's head of creative, but I think she does her job in Connecticut. Yeah, just do there and do some do some road work and stuff like that too. But you would think that they'd yeah. want to go down there and kind of just see. Okay, here's a couple guys we got. You know, let's let's see what we got here. Maybe we can bring this guy up, or we can we can try this out. You would think that there'd be some of that, so they could see exactly what they got. And the reaction of the fans, how the fans will take that. Right, you know, but sit no, in on a show. Sit in on the show, see who's getting the pops, who's not, that kind of stuff. Right. Because the WWE, I mean, let's get real. They have the power They have the power to turn anyone into a star. Right. With the, the vignettes that they do, they have that power. There's no reason why they couldn't have given me a push or my tag team partner. It, it's just preposterous. And Bill DeMott always said, perception is reality. And if perception is reality, in that case, why was I released? I asked him that, too, and he had no answer. Wow. And nothing. Now, is there anybody uh, that you look at now that's been called up that you think shouldn't even be there, in your opinion? Um, yeah, I actually, I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say any names right now. Okay. Fair enough. Fair like, enough. It, it really does. It hits hard. It really takes a toll on me watching her on and seeing that. I'm like, wow, are you serious? But, you know, what can I do? I, I clearly did not kiss enough ass. Wow. So, so, the, so, the, so, the, so the moral is go down there and start kissing ass. It don't matter how good or how bad you are. Just kiss somebody's ass. I mean, yeah, kiss ass, but also it's be seen and not heard. Because I feel like when I first got there, I did not know just to shut up and don't say anything because I was trying to, like, I asked a lot of questions when I first got down there. I guess that was a bad thing. Just when you're there, just shut up. Don't say anything. Wow. That's interesting. But I didn't know that. So they expect you not to not to ask anything. Just no. Just kind of see what see what they're doing and, and go with it that way. Just go with the flow pretty much. Wow. And that's the best advice I can give to anyone that's on their way to WWE. Man. That's uh that, that's a that's a crazy story. So uh, as far as, uh, people, you know, finding you and, and I mean, what do you got to promote? What do you, what do you want to promote today? Today? I mean, nothing really just, I'm me. If you, I am what you get. If you want to book me, you know where to find me. Chad Baxter, WWE. Uh, this is Derek Four. Very good. And, and you're, uh, at yeah. Chad Baxter, WWE on, uh, on Twitter. Yes, sir. All right. I mean, is there any more questions you got? I can I can go all day, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, damn man, we 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 uh, I I, I mean, I'd really love to hear some names. You don't have one guy. I have a lot don't... more. Oh come on, tell me What's what you up? got. Give me give me what you got, man. We got time. What do you got? Well, what I'm doing right now. I mean, I'm interning at a law firm, coaching. I'm coaching a wrestling team right now. 
Um, I'm a personal trainer as well. My girlfriend, Meg, right now, she's training me. She kicks my ass. Um, we're managing a bar. Wow, man, you got all Just kinds of grind. stuff. Grinding, grinding pretty much day in and day out. What the, when, when do you sleep? How does that work out? When do you I mean, sleep? Some, there's nights I go without sleep. Wow. In order to get to heaven, you got to go through hell first, you know? Yeah. I mean, hard hard work always pays off, man. I'm I'm a firm believer exactly. in that, you know. Nothing wrong with a little bit of hard work. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, if you if you work hard, it, it should eventually pay off. And maybe maybe this just wasn't the right time with WWE, but there's there's going to be other things, man. Right. There's I mean, a time and a place for everything. That's why I still I plan on getting doing more wrestling stuff. I talk to the Hart family all the time. Talk to Teddy. Talk to Stacy. I'm. And also, Harry, Harry has the connection to uh, Japan. But, um, yeah, I still plan on continuing with the professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean... In, in the uh, meantime, I'm still doing the amateur wrestling as well, my craft, where I'm coaching over at Notre Dame right now. Certainly, certainly. And t- tell me about the Hearts. What's that like working with the Hearts? They're awesome. The Hearts are honestly like my second family. They're yeah. great people. And, and you trained in the dungeon and all that stuff, or...? They actually do not own the house anymore. Oh, they don't have the house anymore. And that's nope. a bummer. So there's no more heart dungeon. Pretty much it's it's Bruce's backyard. <laughs> there's a ring in his yard and we get we go out and get at it. But the, but they're all still up there in Calgary, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Man, that, there's they a lot there's, had, um, there's a lot of knowledge up there with the hearts. Oh yeah. That's what I was saying. I thought that would kind of work to my benefit. I thought being trained by the heart family that that would help me out a little bit, but I guess not. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet uh, ever get to meet Bret Hart? No, I did not get to meet Bret Hart. Do you know if he's aware of of your work at all? Yeah, yeah, I th- I think he's aware of it. I talked to uh, I talked to Bruce, Stacy, Teddy, and Harry quite often. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, so in your immediate future right now, you're 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 doing a law school. You got the bar. You're doing the training, all this stuff. And uh, I mean, it, it sounds like you got a lot of good things going on. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a bummer that you, you're you know you're gone from WWE, but I mean, sounds like you got a lot of good stuff going on and, and good people around you to you know keep right. you going, man. That's what it's about. You got to keep grinding. Exactly. What you do throughout your life will decide your fate in the long run. Exactly. Tomorrow, just got to keep on grinding. Exactly, man. Don't work, don't let the uh, don't let the WWE guys get you down, man. Oh, I'm not. It's all, <laughs> it's all good, man. Just keep pushing forward. I am. What about uh, Tom all Pritchard? Right, did, you ever, did you ever work with uh, Tom Pritchard at all? Yes, I, wor- I was with Tom for about uh, a month before he got released. Right. What was that See, like? I didn't get to know him too well because I mean, when I first got down there, it was. Like I said, I was the little whipping boy because I was the new guy, you know, the new guy doing all the the grunt work pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not a – I really didn't get to know Dr. Tom too well. He didn't really care to get to know me because I was the new guy. So being that new guy, that's that's uh, that, that seems to be a bad thing. I, I mean, did other new guys coming in have to deal with that, or was it just basically you? Um, No, I mean, they always say – got to take your lumps pretty much they say that which is understandable but which i i handled it fine but it's just not really 
it's not too fair in the long run. Because then all of a sudden I wasn't taking the lumps anymore and I was on every live event right. making TV appearances. I just, in a matter of eight months, I improved insanely in short, such a short amount of time. Right. And I was the first one every day. I was the first one there at the training center and the last one to leave. That's the way to do it, man. You get there early. You're the last one to leave. That shows dedication, you know? Right. But it don't matter how good you are. It don't matter how much time you put into it. If they do not want to push you or if one person doesn't like you, it could be just that right person on that day. You will be released. Wow. Do you that, think do you that think... business is the type of business where it does not matter how good you are? Right. Like I've beaten the Olympic champ. I'm a national champion. I'm three times state runner up in high school. Part of Notre Dame's dynasty team. We won three national titles straight in a row. That's all, they don't care. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's, just it's a shame. It really is. Is uh, is is uh, is Bill Demont? Do you think he's the main reason why you're gone? Or I mean, I talked to Gerald. I actually talked to Gerald Briscoe uh, a couple of months ago because he was at the National Wrestling Tournament count, scouting at D two Nationals, and he straight up said himself, "It all comes down to the trainers." Right. At least. So obviously, Bill Demont was just very very fake to my face. Yeah. So he he would. I mean, again, he would tell you, "Hey, man, we 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 think you're great. You're going to do great things." And then basically, whatever whatever you know, he told you was not what he showed you. Basically, exactly. Very misleading. Along with all the other trainers, very misleading. And I'm a straight shooter. I'm one of those guys that's a straight shooter. If I'm doing something wrong, tell me I'm doing something wrong. Where I would for you, if you screw up, hey, you screwed up. What are you doing? Yeah. So, so you can correct your mistake. Oh, and also, I also want to get this off my chest. Okay, yeah. My tag team partner and I, we turned in 13 pitches. We even made our own little vignettes, our own movies. Lo and behold, they didn't want to use any of our ideas that we turned in. But a couple of weeks down the road, uh, the primetime players are using our ideas on Monday Night Raw. Are you kidding? Whoa. And Team Helmo, along with Kane and Daniel Bryan, they stole some of our stuff. So I was like, that's awesome. Holy cool. so crap. They, we're the guinea pigs. We were the guinea pigs of the company. What What did they steal? Can Can you reference specifically what they stole? Um, You know the whistle? The primetime players always use the whistle? Yeah. That was actually our, our manager started that. Okay. So, so, so he also, started that um, and then they took that. Yeah. And what did, what and did Kane whole, and Dan O'Brien steal from you guys? Some of their some of their um, promos, their gimmicks, you know, like with uh, the doctor and everything. Oh, okay, so like the hugging and hey, we're kind of crazy. Yep. That yeah. was all you guys. That was, yes, that was. Wow. And also uh, nerds. We like to use the word nerds. Anyone we're working with, you'd call them nerds and all this. And then the next thing you know, Daniel Bryan is barking out, "You're a nerd!" and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. That is incredible. That is, and now, yeah. what? What? I mean, when you talk about wanting to get stuff off your chest, man. I mean, this is live radio. People are listening to this thing. What? What else do you? What? What else would you say you want to get off your chest, man? Let, let's let's get it all I out. Mean, uh, I think I said what I needed to say. I mean, I could go on forever. I could, because then I know once I get off, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said that. I forgot about this, but yeah. from what I recall, I think I've. 
I got plenty of stuff off my chest. I'm going to leave everyone else wondering what else I have to say. Right. I'm going to let the world know there's a lot more coming. Wow. Well, there you have Just it. Stay tuned. Uh, Chad Chad Baxter WWE on Twitter. This is the guy to uh, to follow, man, and see what else he's got going on. <laughs> That's the guy you want to follow. This guy says he wants to sell his contract. You can, but now is this like an eBay thing? When when you do it, is that where you're looking to do like uh, eBay? PayPal. Or, a PayPal. PayPal. So it's not yeah, really PayPal. the highest bidder. You're just going to set the price and, and let it be. Yes. Wow. What do you have a price in mind for what you're going to charge for it? Um. Right now, that's. Still being worked out right now. Still being worked out. Just gotta it's gonna take some time also because I mean I am still a student right now, so I'm not trying to make any rational decisions which may jeopardize anything, you know. Yeah. So like I said, just making sure there's no loose ends, not make any try not to make any impulse decisions. And you and you had said that uh Laurenitis' signature is on it and Triple H's? Yes. Wow. So that that's got that's gotta even even for the autographs alone, that's gotta be worth something. You know? Right. Wow. Right. And then I have a lot of people hitting me up on uh, Twitter saying, oh, what's the price with the price? I'm letting everyone know now. I'm sorry. I can't, like, tweet at you about the price. I'm actually not allowed to really speak of the contracts furthermore on Twitter. Sure. So much, but um, the time will come. You just got to be patient. Right. All right. You well, know? I mean, just makes ways. stay tuned, basically, is what you're saying. Stay yeah. tuned. Don't be surprised when the time comes. All right, man. Well, when, when you got something else to drop, man, you know you know where to come and, and talk. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I, I appreciate you awesome. calling in. What's that? It's been awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much, dude. Appreciate it. All right. Take care.